Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another Well Workplaces podcast. I'm here with Natalie Flat. How are you? I'm okay today, Tom, considering it's mid-December. A good thing to talk about today, I think. <laughs> now, you're looking pretty relaxed there. I'm assuming you're in a different uh, location to last time. What's give us this feel? You know what? It's just like everyone else feels like it's a bit of a race to the finishing line. We've done a couple of renos this year, Tom, and just trying to just really finalise that before the builders can start to do their final pieces. So it's a little bit of a working from home environment today, but it's also it's a bit of a change. I think we all need a little bit of a change at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. it's a good point. Yeah, just breaking up the the uh, monotony of the week to week. I'm again in back in my son's room and uh, back in here because my wife's sort of taken over the normal space and I'm actually enjoying it today in here. And I've been doing about one day a week from home and finding that pretty like a pretty good routine as we finish off the year. But today we're, we're going to be talking a little bit about the festive season and what's important around this time. And we were just talking off air again around just how much stuff comes up at this time of year. So really interested today to talk about managing expectations managing expectations of yourself there's also around this time of year there's dealing with family there's pressures of gift giving there's a lot of stuff going on and then there's for most of us it's also trying to squeeze in a a bit of a break and a kind of a recovery as well from the year so we might just start off with managing expectations or or talking about how to look after yourself during this time of year um what what are some of the things that you normally see with your clients at this time of year nat or some of the topics you talk about It's a bit of a navigation, isn't it, Tom, is it that this is supposed to be a time where it's supposed to be joyous, but yet it's extremely stressful. You know, you've got the socialising, you've got the food, you've got the alcohol for those who drink, then you've got a lot of fun. But it also puts so much pressure on us and it creates this level of angst in the air and a lot of anxiety because although, and we can even say the word Christmas and it really just creates so many challenges for, for many people. And that ranges, especially over the past year and or the past two years now, it's not only that, that added pressure of not seeing people for so long but also for the people who have been lost in this time and for the the, like this all this grief can come up and and we know that there's been huge barriers across the the time of especially with people that will work with whether or not there's been the lack of accessibility of even saying goodbye properly and so Christmas can be a really sad time as stressful as fun as like it's just it's a real bag or a spectrum of emotions there and it's all about being able to acknowledge those and then also to set up these expectations for yourself but also for those around you and respecting that and that is that really will lead to a lot more of a harmonious event that really comes up there. But look, self-care is definitely up on the cards there, Tom. And there's there's so many ways that we don't really want to just dr- drop our bag of our routine and of our, our sleep and, you know, of our, of our own structure around this time. Still try and maintain that. I know that there are those times where there are the added extra late nights and there are then the added pressures to try and see everyone. But let's stop. Let's stock take that. Do we really need to see everyone right before Christmas? And we all try and do it. We all try and do it because we all say, oh, that time between Christmas and New Year's, I don't even know what date it is. Like, I don't even know the point of that. Why don't you create it afterwards? Why does it all have always have to be always before the 23rd or the 24th of, of December? It doesn't necessarily need to be that because more often than not, that's not going to be substance related. It's just going to be stress related and it's going to be a bit of a tick of the box. So you have to question yourself, am I going to be putting myself out there, really pushing aside my exercise, my sleep, my good nutrition for what? For something I can potentially do after the fact. That's something just to weigh up or even to write down the list of what I've got to do now 
at the 14th of December in the next 10 days, what is going to be realistic for me? Everyone's got a different story. So I'm certainly not going to generalize here. You've got the mums that decide to host 50 people for for Christmas and decide to do coordinate the Kris Kringle and everything right down to the last Christmas cracker and the pretty bow on top to the person who has to try and and get overseas and and deal with that whole scenario there to also the individual who doesn't actually really know what they're going to do this Christmas and the isolation actually creeps in. So there's certain things that you need to just to to write down now and just to say, how am I going to mitigate that emotion? Hey, how am I going to? If, if I am going to be at home for, for Christmas by myself, what can I do that's going to be really nice for me? Can I cook a meal? Is there someone I can talk to? Can I go around for a morning drink? Or can I even volunteer? And so I don't have to be at home for Christmas because that's what the spirit is. We don't ever want to yeah. forget. And, and that perfectionistic tendencies that a lot of people can actually place upon ourselves. Is it really worth it? Like sometimes Auntie Martha who comes down that you only see every year, does Auntie Martha really care if you haven't got every fork out or is it that in your mind? So these little things like that really do need to be reflected upon. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting time for people pleasers and I guess chronic perfectionists because there's just that lot of pressure build up and for some people I'm imagining there's a fair difference between extroverted people who thrive in this chaotic time maybe with the socializing versus maybe the introverts that feel like they're just getting pulled into these social circles and their social fitness is probably at an all-time low given that we've been in our uh, cages for a good another good year and we're probably only just recovering from that so it's an interesting one for lots of people and nice to mention the people that will be by themselves maybe and maybe some ideas for them now i'm wondering with those people that feel like they're getting pulled into certain maybe scenarios where they're probably trying to undercommit to themselves assuming that they go through their list and they've done their list where they okay i really want to catch up with x y and z before christmas and i'll leave the rest till later is there some strategies for people on how to decline social invites without looking like a prickly human look learning to say no tom is one of the hardest things again for the people places out there which we've talked about before that socialization fatigue which Hmm. ironically is felt more by extroverts than introverts right now because really? a couple of things. Yeah. And we saw this last year. We saw this trend last year as well. It's because of our decision-making process is still quite sluggish. Let's whack that in with the re-entry anxiety. And as we talked about a couple of podcasts ago, we're actually now coming up to that two-month mark where we've got the hangover is starting to kick in. So everyone's really starting to lose steam. So you've got this issue with the, the decision-making and then the tiresome, I just don't want to do it. People might be caught to actually say, yes, I'll just do it just because I want to placate or I can't be bothered going down that negotiation route and then have to turn up or not turn up at all. And so then there's this whole disappointment piece and that backtracking piece there. You're better off to actually determine to say, okay, how do I say no? Firstly, it's looking at my energy levels. Also then looking at that realistic expectations. Yes, there is that beautiful week between Christmas and New Year's. Can I then move it to that time? Or if I cannot do it right now, I've got one night off where I was thinking, you know what, I just want to sit down in my PJs and I want to watch a, an old school movie and have a foot bath and a face mask on or whatever. I know you that's your preference, Tom. And then some all of a sudden that that day has basically been monopolized by an invite. This is where we need to say which is going to be better for my mental health right here right now and learning to say no is difficult when you feel pressured by the family and friends we get it okay but setting those limits is really crucial for your well-being and we're doing a lot of work at the moment on scripting 
with clients. And we get, because we get caught off, we get caught off guard. And so to have something in your mind can be super useful. And these are just quick little sentences that you can utilize. And it's not saying no, it's saying maybe later. And what that would then do is just protect your well-being as we're still trying to build up and, and recover from those burnout symptoms that a lot of us have felt, all those chronic stress symptoms there. We do want to eventually have a good time, but if we don't have our own well-being, then we don't have much <laughs> to provide yeah. at those those events. So, you know, I'm, I'm honored, but I can't right now, or I just wish there were two of me. I always say that one, that's one of my favorites. I said, if you can just let me know when you've created an eighth day in the week, I'm there. Um, you know, that's like if, if it is, I just don't have that time. Unfortunately, now's not a good time for me. I'm fully booked into something else right now. Can we do dot, 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 you know? Um, really sorry I've got something else on next time like obviously there's these 10 quick snippets of scripts you can play around with them but we really encourage people to use them because you feel like you've got a piece of armor for one of those personalities that might be from family and friends that you feel quite influenced by that can be very helpful during those times and it can actually really empower you because you're saying I'm going to put me first yeah yeah for sure I guess I was just thinking that for some people this would be great to have just in their head being prepared for that moment where maybe those stronger personalities maybe in a family dynamic or other or friends or something you've just got something to kind of use straight away and I guess what you're really saying here is no thanks not right now but at it in a future time slot I'm happy to it's really good because as we were saying everyone tries to jam it all in before Christmas and it doesn't really make logical sense um, to do that anymore like there's so much there's so much time in Jan and Feb as well to to yeah. think about now around Christmas as well there's a fair bit of stress around gift giving and I guess people in family situations might do the whole oh, I'm going to buy everyone a gift they might do like a KK or a bad Santa just for, to mix it up there's a lot of pressure with that is that something that's coming up a little bit as well with some clients or people that you consult it is it is you know like there's always the added pressure of, of that materialism and mm. we overlook again what the spirit of Christmas is and it, I don't want that to come off as really cliche but my business partner just moved into a new house and one thing that she said that she's missed a lot over this time has just been catching up with friends and a good old cheese platter. She's a lovely, loves mm. the cheese. And and as I said, we were doing this build and I've got all this beautiful Vicash left. And so I've spent my time every night like sanding a beautiful piece of wood and then putting some bars on it and creating a, a board with imprint on it, looking forward again to our cheesy nights. You know, like as in yeah, it has been great. more effort than cost. But it's very sentimental and it's been given with love and it's been made with love. And things like that is don't ever overlook a made present. I know that things are getting tight now as we move on to Christmas, but even a beautiful Christmas decoration with a gorgeous statement on it. It really mm. does go quite far for a lot of people there. It doesn't always have to be this, this whiz-bang thing to do. For my parents, my mum's very much the high expectation of being a pom and all. Really big Christmas and everything has to be perfect. And then I threw a spanner in the work saying we're we're off to the, the Sapphire Coast for Christmas just to get the, the little beautiful basic two-bedroom apartments next to the beach because that's exactly mm. that we all needed to fill the soul again. And I said, Mum, this is, you know, we're going like skint this year and it's all about surfing and we'll go to the beach. And I had to sit her down and said, what would we like? for the Christmas lunch and everything like that. And I said, because what's going to be important to me is my dad sitting on the beach with the boys and painting at the ocean and little things like that. What does it mean to you this year? And so 
that gift giving again, which we talked last time about that purpose alignment, it can also yeah. then be about your purpose. It can also be about just little things that you might be listening to that they may have had some issues with. Oh, I'm desperate to get my painting done. Give them a voucher. This entitles yeah. you to a day of me helping you paint. And, and that gesture is going to go a lot longer than a, a piece of material that on average will last three, three to six weeks, which we see that through research. So mm. just dedicate time, give blood if you can, give little things like this. We've got World Vision, like buying little gifts here and there. Like it doesn't have to actually be a material possession. That's where the stress lies is what do I buy? It's what can yeah. I So change your language in that way. Mm. Yeah, I love that. That's really cool. I guess what families sometimes get into is is a, just a repeat cycle of let's do what we did last year and it's kind of you know before sometimes it's 10 years and you've done the same group of people the same thing every time and presence is sometimes just over yeah overdone one of the things we have in our family which is a bit of a tradition that my mum started is just with the, the decorations on the tree she's got one for each um, grandkid with their their date of birth on it and it's just a nice one because every time we go there every, all the kid, little kids go and look for their bespoke uh, decoration which she's got from overseas and stuff so it's kind of a nice simple thing and and then, then there's no expectations from the kids to be just covered in gift wrapping and like and just op- constantly opening up presents to run out and then they're like where's the rest of it yeah um, and they don't even look at it anyway so it is I'm definitely with you there it's um <laughs> contra dealing is really good and even just little things like if you do have kids and it so it has been very financially stressful last two years. Even just doing the the Christmas little Santas that I think mm. Lynch, little things do, and and actually doing like it not rather than Easter egg hunt, like a Santa hunt in the morning. You do these really activities that don't need to be overly expensive, and it can be a lot more fun. And as we know, kids have memory builders rather than this is what I got for Christmas because we do we always do this test and like as soon as you get back from school holidays the kids no, no one ever asked what did you get for Christmas they can't remember it's like, <laughs> but rather what did you do at Christmas they will so you got to remember is this going to build into a memory or is this just this something that I feel like I'm just I'm, I'm essentially bullied into by society? So it is again, it's all about that reflection, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, that's it. That's a great. That's a good sort of thought. Is actually the kids going back to school and going? Yeah, you're right. No one actually asked you that. That's funny. Going into I guess after Christmas as well, it's a pretty important time just to recover mentally from all that stress and and pressure. What sort of things are important? Do you think for people at the moment? Is it you mentioned just before? I guess that comparison that might happen, say, between kids, do you think with adults as well, there's a lot of that social media pressure of what what holiday are you on and all that kind of thing? Is that something to watch, do you think? I think so. I think it is as all the borders are opening up and probably everyone's running to Queensland, poor state. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And it's look, it's not as much as a, a couple of years ago. Like I think that has changed. It's on everyone's radar to have a break, but... I still think that people are quite tempered with if I go, am I going to get stuck? How am I going to get home? So there's still a lot of anxiety around that area just for a holiday rather than going to visit family and friends. I have a feeling a lot of people will still remain relatively low Mm -hmm. and this is probably a good thing because it's a really good time to, again, just you know, explore your own backyard, go to where we want to go do some hiking in the Grampians and we're going to be going up to Macedon, like little Victorian kind of areas of pockets to really be able to revive and and to refresh and to recover from that. And so that's something that I think as well, 
don't forget the simple things in life because they're usually, again, what I was talking about last time. And we all sit very closely on into the best beaches, the best beautiful bushland and whatever tickles your fancy, just getting out in nature to recover and, and switching off because we don't need to compare ourselves. I think comparison is probably more so before Christmas, Tom, about mm. look at what I'm buying, look at the table, look how I created it. If that really bothers you and if you feel that's where your added pressure is, switch off the, the social media it's not worth it mm, yeah i'd imagine you're on tiktok Nat. are you well <laughs> i don't even really know. yeah yeah i don't even know what it is i just thought i'd throw it out there and just wait for old. your reaction too yeah old. too old agree <laughs> agree uh that's great yeah i guess going into that coming back in january i feel like a lot of businesses and workplaces and people are probably just going to have an extended break this year and as we talked about last week it's just keeping it simple if you can with your your holiday and ensuring you're getting out in nature hopefully not overdoing the socializing either and just getting back to what's important for you and i guess no one can really tell you what's important for yourself you got to figure it out yourself or at least i sound like you there don't i by saying that yeah you do. i'm learning something <laughs> you're learning something you, you are learning something but like it and it is it's even the the person that is isolated or, you know, that you know that has gone through that time of grief, don't leave them out either. You all can invite them into the Christmas. Like it really is. Everyone's been going on saying oh, we're all in this together. Now that we're all coming out of it, don't forget those that yeah. that, you, that you were there for and now you're not like it's not their chapter hasn't finished. And that's also an important thing to to remember is to incorporate those areas. And and just again, watch your stress levels and and really know what do I need to give me that that fresh perspective and how do I need to rejuvenate and how I need to do that through socializing. We always encourage it's the Australian way, isn't it, Tom, that when we think of socializing, we always think of going out, drinking, getting being involved in that area. It doesn't have to be like that. It can certainly be many other areas. And it's about coming together and say, how about we do this instead? There's one thing I do want to mention when we are seeing a lot of clients and, and it is, I suppose, that stress of family members and having to come together on, the, on that Christmas day and the expectation that does create. That's probably where you also then need to, to set the boundaries and even avoid those known triggers. Like, again, if your auntie Nancy loves talking politics and religion, which always ends in a fight, try and, and again, have a script of talking about something else, whatever that current affair is or any other topic, to be able to deter them, We're trying to understand those anti before they turn into the more aggressive behaviours there. And mm. if Auntie Nancy is, is going to really not do their well for your mental health that day, then get there really early and put your bag somewhere else or, or say that's going to be your seat or even ask the host before, look, don't put me next to Auntie Nancy. She's going to trigger me because I'm not in a good way. It, it's always those little things that can really, you know, tip you over the edge there. And even if you are the host, maybe trying to plan some activities. I As I say this, I, I sometimes I'm thinking of an old school movie really of the backyard cricket Christmas day and then that becomes incredibly competitive. So you may not want to do the backyard cricket. But oh, you might, good. <laughs> you might want to do something that might be a bit more fun where it, it is it's actually shown that then the family members are involved in activities actually reduces the arguments. That's something that you might like to consider but try and make it maybe less competitive, maybe just by cricket, yeah. Yeah, no, they're really great tips on family and, yeah, avoiding auntie, was it auntie Nancy, was it? Yeah, yeah that, that one, the hypothetical Nancy. Um, <laughs> no, they're, they're really good tips and I think everyone probably just needs that perspective going into the break i feel like i do as we rush in this week and then rush away on the weekend away to new south wales for our sort of three weeks away so uh, thanks so much dr natalie flat i hope you have a great break and we won't talk on here for a little while which will probably be nice for both of us 
Yeah. I'll miss you, Tom. But like, you know, that's <laughs> what we've got next year. <laughs> yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. All right. Take care. See you later. Thank you. Take care. Restful holiday. Thanks for tuning in to another Well Workplaces podcast. If you've loved the show, it would be fantastic if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or feel free to follow us on LinkedIn or Instagram and search Well Workplaces or my profile, Tom Bosner. The show is produced by Alice Hoyle and is made in my backyard cubby. If you would like to hear more about our exclusive events and more about the Well Workplaces community, feel free to email me directly at tom at wellworkplaces.com.au where I'd love you to tell me who I should interview in the future podcasts and also tell me what you've loved most about the show. This podcast is really built on community input and built on the aspiration of inspiring healthy change in every workplace. Thanks for listening.